0: Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Go SoCal podcast, where we talk about all things advertising and the auto industry, produced by the leading auto-focused agency, SoCal. I'm your host, Katie Saunders. Today's episode is sponsored by SoCal Sales Training. For less than the cost of a dock fee, your staff could be trained and ready to maximize showroom opportunities. To learn more, visit GoSoCal.com. On today's episode, You'll hear my co-host, Drew Wilson, interview SoCal's paid search team lead, A.J. Austin about automation and advertising and what that can do for your business. Let's get to it.
1: I am super excited to have A.J. Austin here on the podcast today Me too. and we have a ton of questions lined up for you and you are our paid search team lead, yep. correct? And before we get into the questions, if you could just briefly tell us like, what you do and what sure. your team does on the day-to-day. For
2: sure. Um, so kind of what I do is hopefully orchestrate and support everyone in the team to make sure that we are working towards the same goal uh, because there are a lot of different things that we need to have our hands on and making sure that we are providing the best service possible to our clients. Um, And then from like a wider perspective as a team, our goals are to make sure that we spend the client's money effectively, so making sure that we optimize those campaigns, um, really put the dollars where they need to be spent, and then also make sure that we are communicating effectively, whether that's reporting metrics or ideas for the future or ways that we can improve processes.
1: And roughly how many clients do you think each individual team member has, like the, the accounts that they're handling, how much do you think each one Right now, is managing.
2: Right now, I think we're about fifteen to twenty. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, fortunately, though, we and kind of like we'll talk a little bit, but we have a lot of tools and systems that help us speed up a ton of different processes that otherwise would take the better part of a month. Um, a lot of those things can be done in the background while we are handling more of the, I guess, like high IQ decisions and things like that. Yeah, for
1: sure. So today's topic is automation. So we're kind of hinting towards that. Yes, sir. But let's just start off. So what does automation look like in advertising?
2: That's a very solid question. I think I think right now in SoCal it looks different because there are two kind of areas that we can focus on. So one of them is the paid search side. So making sure that we are budgeting effectively, making sure that we are bidding effectively, putting our time where it makes sense to put our time. Um, And then on the other side, I think it's more of an internal focus. How can we make sure, like I was talking earlier, that we're not bogged down by, you know, doing the same thing for 15 to 20 clients when it's gonna be the same exact process just with a different title, Um, such as like processing an order or maybe um, setting up like a targeting something. So making sure that we don't get bogged down in those things and focus our our brain power, our energy, towards actually improving campaigns and making sure that we're we're being the best team we can be.
1: Yeah, for sure. But so speaking of campaigns, yeah. I remember just a while ago, really more the beginning of this year, even last year, mm-hmm. automation I don't think was quite ready for automotive. So the way I understood it back then is that it just it was hard to get accurate just yeah. because of the way that dealership works. And dealerships work. And the way that we provide campaigns on places like Google and Bing. So, yeah. what do you think changed uh, in the automation process? I know Google opened up kind of this this great category of people that are just strictly focused on automotive. Yeah. So, what do you think was the turning point, and why we're you know really going ahead into automation now?
2: Yeah, I think that's a <laughs> it's a weird journey. I think for a long time. Google had talked about all of these different tools and signals that were available to their algorithms and how they would be able to make decisions based off of a million factors that we would never have the time or really the opportunity to take a look into, especially at like scale. Um, But even back then, you know, three years ago, we were testing things like some of these automation tools to see whether or not they worked in our Mm. space and really the biggest, If I had to point out one single thing that was the biggest fallback was that the reporting wasn't there. So if something worked or if something didn't work, you didn't know why. There was no information or feedback for us to say, okay, this works because of this, so let's try it in this area to see if it also helps us out there. And because of that, not only were we a little bit confused and frustrated, but when we would report back to Google or Bing or whoever we were working with, they didn't really have any information to give us or things to guide us with. Whereas now there are very specific guidelines, there are pages that you can go to, there's tons of different reporting options available and I think just that and the support that we're getting from our reps now has been a huge difference and really made us feel more comfortable in that space.
1: Yeah, no that's a a big difference from what I was hearing with the issues just in terms of like you mentioned, why would something go wrong? So does yeah, stuff doesn't go wrong. <laughs> to, to be an effective team, we have to figure that out and then you know, report back and be like, hey, this is what worked and this didn't. Yeah. And so if we're not getting active reporting, it doesn't work. But it sounds like they've turned that around.
2: Yeah, they're doing a good job.
1: Yeah. So what about automation? You mentioned briefly automation yeah. internal. So what we're doing here inside SoCal, just briefly, what, what do you mean when you say automated processes and things like that?
2: Yeah, so one of the ones that I kind of touched on earlier was order processing. So yeah. we need to be able to take this money or this budget or this idea of a campaign and transform it into action items for Google and Bing and for the rest of our team. And that process is going to look the same for every single client. But it doesn't make sense for us to spend you know multiple hours on every single client because then we wouldn't be able to launch everything in those first few days of the month. So we've been able to work with the developers and they've done an incredible job of hearing our needs and working with us to figure out what makes sense in terms of workflow and how do we kind of build our own checks and balances. So one of the things that we also use is um, we use Slack internally as like a messaging client. And within Slack you can set up specific channels. And so we have quite a few channels that are just bots that will let us know if something is going wrong. They definitely let us know. They do, (laughs) do, which is great because otherwise it's, it's almost impossible to to plan for the future if you're constantly trying to check for your mistakes or check for things that could be wrong. And oftentimes those bots aren't telling us that something is necessarily wrong. It's just telling us, Hey, this has been the same for three days. Is that okay? Mm. And that's a great thing for us Very to powerful. know because yeah, because not only can we make you know, plans off of that, but we can also say, okay, we, we see this alert a lot. Is this something that is just the norm? And then we can tell that bot, hey, adjust for this, that's not something we need to worry about, we need you to focus on this thing.
1: Yeah, let's add some switches here, some some items here that say if this happens, do these things, which is powerful. So that's really amazing to hear that we can integrate that and kind of stand apart from just having to like go manually check all the time. Um, Do you think that the way things are progressing automation is here like for good like is that going to be a standard basically moving forward
2: definitely i think automation has been here for a while i think the automotive space was a little bit slow to pick up on it but i do think that one of the things as we continue to grow and as businesses continue to become more complex there's not going to be a feasible way to scale all the different inputs and outputs that are possible so for example and I think maybe we might get into this a little bit later but when one of the reasons that we like smart bidding so much on Google and Bing is because they have access to way more signals than we could ever have so
1: so briefly define smart bidding just quickly yeah,
2: for sure uh, so smart bidding is allowing the algorithm to take in signals and determine whether or not that person should be bidded higher or lower okay basically saying we think this person is likely to convert or not likely to convert mm-hmm. and because of that we're willing to pay more or less. Gotcha. Cool. So with Google and Bing one of the things that we really like about those tools is that they're able to take in so many different inputs that we would never see. So not only do they know what time of day it is, what the weather is like outside, um, whether or not this person's been on their computer for five minutes or for five hours, wow. um, how many times this person has searched this particular term, uh, whether or not this person has a family whether it's all these different things that we could never on like a client by client individual by individual basis just never dream of doing right. it can handle that for us and it can make smart decisions based off of that information so just being able to to let go a little bit it's scary especially kind of as we move into the automotive space which is a very like personal experience but as we kind of give way to let the algorithms take care of some of those things, we can focus on the bigger picture ideas of where do we need to be putting budget, what kind of campaigns do we need to run to really focus towards this group of people, um, what's the best way for our, our specialists to learn and develop their skills, things like that that really are going to push our business up and over.
1: So when we, I don't, we were talking earlier and you were talking about how the algorithms and the automations are able to just make decisions faster, like yeah. they can, they're they just quicker than than we can be, I guess. Yeah. Could you just briefly explain or an example of one or two decisions that it can make quickly um, so that we're able to focus on those big picture items like you're mentioning?
2: Yeah, um, I guess a good example would be, kind of like we were talking about with bids, so we decide someone is more or less likely to convert, and because of right. that, we want to spend more or less money to show them our ad. Um, and not only does you know that happen hundreds of thousands of times right. per day per client, but also there are kind of like micro decisions that have to be made within that. Kind of like we were talking about earlier, um, some of those different inputs, like whether or not the person has searched this thing before, maybe they visited our website and they've shown that they're interested in a car, but maybe they don't know which car it is. Right. Um, so. For us to, as a team, to figure out what it takes for that person to be interested, whether or not we should bid up or down. Take forever. It would take forever and it wouldn't be feasible in terms of, because at that point we would be trying to cater to a specific individual when our advertising approach is way more holistic. Exactly. We have to focus on the client's goals, the client's needs and the people that fall in within that. It's not necessarily like, oh, Drew, I've heard that you really like the Corollas. So I'm gonna make sure. (laughs) I'm just gonna
1: focus all my effort on you. Exactly.
2: So just trying to make sure that we let the algorithms, let smart bidding and automation kind of take care of those, like you said, day-to-day decisions really helps us out in terms of big picture stuff and moving forward.
1: So when we're thinking about smart bidding and automation, they can be scary words. Yeah. And the overarching question is, will agencies, companies, specialists become obsolete? Like, yeah. can I just pay the computer? Everything you're, everything you're telling me is like, I can just have the machine do it. It's taking care of it. So, what's the answer to that question?
2: <laughs> Definitely don't let the computer just take care of it. Kind okay, of, Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier, It's the computer can only do as much as you tell it to. So we we aren't just saying, you know, Google, Bing, here, take this, do this for us. We're saying, hey, Google and Bing, here are the parameters, here are our client's goals, here's specifically what we are trying to accomplish and this is the direction we want to move. Use that information as well as the information that you have access to and move us in that direction. Right. And then we kind of push it along as it goes.
1: So in pushing it along, so mm-hmm. what are those overarching things that you're monitoring? So like what then influences the next thing to say, oh, let's, let's, yeah. let's set the algorithm to do this instead?
2: Yeah, so with smart bidding, just like a lot of things there are usually options, and so we firmly believe that not one, not one size fits all, right. so we have to work specifically with those clients to figure out what those goals are, and then see what best aligns in terms of smart bidding practices. So an example would be, maybe a client isn't focused on um, pulling in that many VDP views, instead they wanna focus on calls and impression share. They just wanna make sure they're showing up in their area and they wanna make sure that the phones are ringing because they like, really trust their sales staff to, to move those conversations along. And so that might look different from someone who only wants to focus on uh, VDP views, SRP views, and leads. And so kind of given those factors, as well as some other things, we have to make decisions and let the algorithm know like, not only do you not need to focus on this thing, but you do need to focus on this thing. And that can be a bigger scale thing or a smaller scale thing as well. It can can kind of limit itself to maybe the algorithm is working really well, but it's ignoring this very key metric that the dealer cares about. Or it could be the algorithm isn't working very well because it's focused on all of these different factors, and the dealer only cares about this one factor.
1: Right, so then it's not, it's not as valuable when it's sort of a waste of time. It maybe, can be,
2: which is why we, we work really hard to figure out with all our different scenarios, with all our different inputs, what's the best output and how can um, smart bidding, whether that's Google or Bing, help us move in that direction. Right,
1: earlier you mentioned we have our own internal automated processes. Yeah. Auto- Automating processes, <laughs> automated, automated processes. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the like the best one? I know we have a lot, Ooh. and you mentioned one with the Slack integration and our yes. bots. So, and some people maybe bots. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like what's what's the one that's like? I don't know if the best is the right term. More so, like a, just a powerful yeah. automation tool that we use. that kind of sets us apart to be accurate and really serve clients well but it's our internal process. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I think I'm gonna cheat and give you two. Okay. Uh, One that we currently use a ton and then one that we are working on and hoping to use a lot in the future. So I would say the one that we rely on a lot right now is our budget bot software. And so not to give away our secret sauce, but (laughs) part of what it does is it goes into Google and Bing and it takes in different numbers and says, okay, based off of what I know, this is on pace, ahead of pace, or behind pace. And not only does it keep that information internal, but it also shares that with us on the team so we can say, okay, these accounts, these campaigns, right on pace, perfect. So I don't need to worry about budgeting them, but I do need to worry about optimizing them. That, like I said earlier, just kind of making sure that we're spending our time where it's most effective. Um, And then that bot also has kind of bigger I guess implications are like further reaching hands. Right. Where not only can it look at money and say, you know, this is a header behind, but it can also say, if you move money here, then this might happen, or if you move money here, then this might happen. So it's a little bit of a uh, like almost like a catch all for us. Which is why I said that it's really powerful and it's one of the things that we use the most right now because I think without it, we wouldn't be able to accomplish as much as we're able to. It would just be way too difficult. Right.
1: So what's the second one? That's the first one. Yeah. What's the second one? So
2: the second one is something that is super exciting and we've been working on for a little bit of time now. Um, the devs have been really great about just listening to our needs, like I mentioned earlier, just trying to figure out how can, we, how can we be more effective, how can we be more efficient. And so one of the things that we've really wanted to be able to do is to have almost like a, like a master list and say, for most stores, these are the things that work best. And when we have that master list, we would like to be able to push it out to every single client we have. So let's say, for example, uh, we find out that automation and Google and Bing is the best thing that's ever came out, and right. that this particular form of smart bidding works for 85, 90% of clients. Right. Instead of for us having to go into each individual client and say, turn that on, turn that, that on yeah. turn that on, turn that on, turn that on, we could say, hey, master list, use this setting, push it out to all of these things. And so that would be a complete game changer for us because not only would we be able to make those kind of like big sweeping changes a lot more quickly, but also we'd be able to get data back from them. So we could say, okay, we push that out to 85, 90% of our clients, two, three months later, give us all that data back, let us know how we're
1: doing. Yeah, did it work, did it not work, exactly. what do we need to change,
2: yeah. And then we can see, okay, maybe it worked for, let's say, 50% of the clients, and for the other 50, it didn't work, and it didn't work in two different ways. Wow. Then we can split it out in those different ways and figure out, okay, what are our next game plans, what steps do we need to take in order to make changes or be better, and that would just be, that would be incredible, so I'm really excited about and that.
1: And even if we push out like so, the the on switch basically like apply all. Mm-hmm. We can still go back in if something's going for wrong sure. and, and take off ones that aren't exactly. Working. Yeah, and we don't have to. Yeah, yeah,
2: and that's what our that's what our job is. That's right. <laughs> we're figuring out what works for each individual client, even if that means you know we're trying to push the needle. We're trying to figure out if we can use this cookie cutter thing. But like I mentioned earlier, most of the times cookie cutter doesn't work. And now it doesn't. That's why we. That's why you don't need to fire your specialist. So we have a team. We have yeah. a team specialist. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's our role, and that's what we are really excited about doing, is just figuring out how we can be faster and better so that we can spend more time figuring out the little quirks of each individual account and not just, you know, copy and pasting numbers or creating reports that something else could right. create for us, things like that.
1: Well, this has been super insightful, very helpful. I think it's going to benefit a lot of people. I'm glad. (laughs) Before we sign off, though, I do have one overarching, scary question to ask you, which is if automation is here to stay and we're we're in the right direction, we're moving in the right direction, what's the next biggest trend to come up? What do you think? If you had Mm. to speculate, what's that next big trend we should be aware of?
2: That is a great question. My gut tells me that the next big trend is reporting. I think that I think that right now, Google and Bing and a lot of you know, just digital advertising mediums, they provide information, they provide data, but it's not always actionable or useful. And oftentimes you have to be certified in something to really understand what it means. Right. And I think that as more people want to advertise online as more people see more advertisements online they're going to want to understand what it actually means and what those numbers represent and so I think there will be a big push I'm not sure from who because right now it feels like Google kind of has a stronghold on the reporting game for sure and I'm not sure that anyone would be able to rival that yeah really challenge them in that Um, but also Google is starting to feel some pressure from outside sources saying, you know, can you clarify this? Right. Can you make sure you're protecting people's data in this way? So I, I do think we're kind of on the cusp of a change there. I don't know what it will be, but I, I think that that's something to keep on in the back of our heads, I guess. For sure.
1: Well, AJ, thanks for coming on. This yeah. has been great. And I Thank look you. forward to talking to you again in the future when sure. that, an- another trend or something like that <laughs> comes on. So yeah. thanks again.
0: Well, we hope you found the interview interesting and learned how automation and advertising can affect you. On our next episode, we'll be joined by Charity Rudisil, one of our dealer process coaches, who will be explaining data mining and the benefits it can have for a dealership. In the meantime, be sure to check us out on social media, YouTube, and of course our website, all of which you can find in the description for easy access. Again, this episode was brought to you by SoCal Sales Training. Let our qualified trainers help improve the performance of your team and increase your retention rates. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. The Go SoCal podcast is being created and produced by SoCal Marketing. Visit GoSoCal.com to find out more about SoCal and our products and services. Thanks for listening.